So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Ms. H and I will be discussing Season 7, Tell All Part 2 of Happily Ever After. In this episode, everyone but Bilal turns against Ed when he asks for his ring back, more of Michael's scamming comes to light, and Andre makes nicer with family Libby, but we don't know how. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. If you also watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other channel, Love After Lockup MK, where we are covering the new season of Love After Lockup. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I, I'm not doing too bad. Um, we're actually we're recording a little bit earlier than we usually do. I don't know if the episode will be out earlier than it is usually, but you know, it's, talking to you on a on a on a day off instead of a day where we're you know after work is that's actually kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were already talking about like this show offline. I was like, well, we should start recording because I feel like we are already talking about a lot of this stuff. Yeah, we were, we were talking, talking about, the, about format. the format and if we liked it or not. And I actually do kind of like it. It does kind of mix things up a little bit. I, it does kind of weirdly put it in more natural uh, interactions instead of this very like poised interview style format. Right. And we do give, we have more reality show kind of situations to talk about instead of they asked her this and then they asked her this and then they right. asked her this, right? Yeah. Um, which we still have plenty of. But it also, I, I do appreciate that a lot of times the tell alls just bounce around between the different couples oh, like really yeah. fast and they have like two questions for this couple and then two couples for that. And then this time we certainly, Really delve deep into a few people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So why don't we start off with Angela and Michael? Because if you recall from the first t- part tell-all, uh, first part of the tell-all, uh, Angela had walked out. But Angela is outside with her friend, Jen, as she is choking down some water. She has finally calmed down enough to go back in. She is in a separate area than everyone else, and Kim comes in to talk to Angela. She says that not everything is Usman's fault, and Angela says that Usman used Kim, and Kim says she that he just didn't. Angela says that she just doesn't want Kim to be hurt, and Kim tells her not to feel sorry for her. Angela says that one argument isn't going to stop her, and she still has a lot to say still, so she's going to come back. Angela goes back to the stage and admits that she was wrong. She says that she's been under a lot of pressure. Sean recaps that Michael has been cyber cheating on Angela and Angela starts crying and Michael tells her to stop. Usman is shocked because he thought Angela was the one trying to control him, but it was because Michael was talking with someone else. Michael keeps telling her it's okay. Angela says there's no way he could love her if he's cheating while she was over there. Kim and Usman both stick up for Angela, saying that it's not okay and that he should be saying sorry instead. Michael doesn't deny that he was the one on the voice note uh, that we heard last time. Uh, He says that it was a random lady and then admits that she is American. He says that she's a fan and he was just being polite, but he went too far and he says that he was wrong. The woman sent the messages to a friend of Angela's and that's how Angela found out. Michael's Instagram was up for an hour before he started the cheating. Angela says that they're still together, her and Michael, but she's confused. It ends up that Michael texted the woman to just let him uh, get 
told him or told her that, she, you know, just let him get to the States and he'll come back. He'll come back and be with her instead. Michael tries to stumble through an apology and an excuse saying that he really loves Angie. Michael says that he feels really bad and Kim says that he be scamming and Michael gives her a look and she calls him a bitch. Renee comes out, her friend, as saying that Mm -hmm. Angela comes off looking bad in their situation because Michael doesn't do anything to defend her. Renee isn't surprised that they are still together because he's uh, cheating over social media and it's not physical. Sean then breaks it to Angela that Michael is back on Instagram and Kim and Shida confirm that they've also seen it. But Michael is claiming that it's got to be an imposter account. Angela says if it is back up, then it's over. Sean says that they will try to verify the account and get back to everyone later. Angela then tells everyone that Michael has been sending money somewhere else. She didn't say some to someone else, but just somewhere mm-hmm. else. And Michael denies this. And now Angela doesn't know what to believe. Michael's Angela or sorry, Michael's uncle, Steve, then joins and says that he received a call from Angela who told him about Michael's behavior. Stephen straight up asks why Michael is having affairs and it is sinful. We get more recaps and everyone agrees that as a wife, Angela is free to show up unannounced like she did when she decided to terrorize his car. Uh, Stephen says that the elders will be talking to Michael because he's in trouble now. Yara pipes in and says that Angela has bullied Michael and she's not defending Michael at all. But Renee tries to say that it can't be bullying if Michael knew what he was getting into. In an effort to take the heat off of her, Angela says that Michael invited the other woman to visit Nigeria for Valentine's Day. Michael says that she didn't come, so what's the big deal? Angela then throws out there that there could be pregnant women over a Nigerian she wouldn't know. Angela isn't sure she wants Michael to come to the States, which is why she hasn't pulled the visa, and she doesn't think she'll be able to ever trust him again. Angela is crying and she's embarrassed, so she walks off. Renee points out that Michael is always begging for forgiveness and it's getting old. Angela is outside with her friend Jen again and says she's done, but (sighs) her heart is weak. She doesn't want to divorce him because she knows he can be a better man. Later, after they've wrapped for the day, Andre is in the car with Angela later, telling, taking her side, saying that Michael will cheat on her again. He tells her not to give him another chance and that romancing someone by throwing the love word around uh, to the other woman is just unforgivable. Later at the after party, Liz says that she had Angela all wrong and it's really Angela that's the one being played. Everyone rallies around Angela at the party. Jovi suggests that they check to see if Michael really does have an Instagram and they do find a profile. And Angela, you know, thinks that the pictures are new. So they're all debating whether or not this account is real. All right. So what do you think? Do you think that the account that they have is real? Oh, man. No, I don't. I I, just because I don't think he's that he I don't think he's that dumb. I think Michael's dumb. I don't know if he's that dumb um, to open the literal same Instagram account from the same thing and then just not to own up to it, just to deny it. It must be an impossible – it doesn't make any – it doesn't – what's his end game? How is he trying to get out of that? Does he think – and then post pictures that nobody else could possibly have and just be like, this must be some other person who has 
taken new pictures of me and put them <laughs> online. You know, it's just like it, it's one of those lies that are like, why would you even lie about it? Because you know it's going to take all of three seconds to disprove it. Right. Um. I don't know what I kind of think. I feel like if you really were to do this again, right? If you were to be on Instagram for the sake of you know, getting fans and interacting with fans. Um, if that's the motivation for it, it's like, why wouldn't he just make his account private? You know, like, why does it have to be open? Um, the only real reason why he would need to have a public account is if he's <sighs> trying to influence, as he says. But it's like, but we've already kind of seen that influencing doesn't seem to really be the motivation. Right. I mean, but can you, you can't slide into the DMs of a private account, right? Yeah, you can. Don't you have to mutually follow each other? No, you can message whoever you want. Oh, I thought, I, I thought you could, I thought you had to, they, you had to have a mutual follow to, in order to, to DM a private account. No, I um, don't. Shows how much I've tried so. to DM private accounts on Instagram. I was going to say, I have a private account and I get a couple of messages. Now it says, that I it goes into some weird folder where it says like a hidden request or something, and then I have to. Well, I have we get those on the public one, like I've said, and, and on so that's that that is there too. But yeah. I don't know, it's weird. I mean, I don't like I don't send DMs on Instagram, so like so I would I don't know much don't, about how I don't they either. Work. But I've received a couple, and I'm trying to think. I don't think these people I've followed before, but I do get random messages. From, you know, people – it's mostly spammy kind of stuff, but sometimes every once in a while from a legit account that I, of someone that I do know, just I'm not connected with them on Instagram. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess, yeah, if you could if you could do that. But, I mean, I don't think that solves his problem though. Like if he had a private account open on Instagram, she'd still be mad about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so, I guess it's – yeah, does he just want to have a place for it's like – a sign, basically a little sign up being like DMs to slide into right here. Here <laughs> yeah. it is. Like, come on. <laughs> or does he actually seem like he wants to post stuff? And and But I could also see – and that's something that comes up at least in, in this segment and it, it, or it doesn't come up. It, I think it suspiciously doesn't come up um, that they're on a hugely popular television show. Right. And they're like, who would make it a fake account for you? And it's like, you Everyone? don't think any of the <laughs> yeah. fans of his show would like start shit by making a fake Michael account? Oh, like, yeah, you really don't yeah. think that would happen? There's definitely like, a lot of trolls in this world, like, you know, yes. the fandom, I guess, if you'd want to call Absolutely. it that. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if we'd call a troll, like, someone who's legitimately a fan, but I don't know, followers of... And, and make no mistake, universe. I'm just saying I don't think he's dumb enough to, to think he could get away with it. I don't right. think – I think if, if you could promise Michael, hey, Michael, you can open another Instagram account and you'll get away with it. He'd do it in a second, a half a second. Like it would be instant. Yeah. I just feel like Angela's not wrong in that it's just so easy for him to lie. And he has been, you know, this whole time, like just lying to her face, even when she was over there, you know, like uh, the lies of – you know, I want to be with you. I want to make this marriage work. And oh yeah, and then for sure, everything he's everything. Yeah, he's just lying. And and I I don't know that he was scamming her the whole time, right? But I think at this point he's so close to having a visa that he's just like, well, I might as well hang on for this as long as I can. I know, but immigration has to see this, right? And be like, no, <laughs> this guy is a total scammer. Like, just do a quick like Google search on his name. Like, you know, yeah, I mean. I feel like this whole episode 
um, was kind of an interesting philosophical question is like, at what point do you blame the people for getting into relationships that they, did you already know everything you need to know? Yeah. Right. Angela is not wrong in that he's a liar who's going to lie to her. Yeah. About everything. Right. But she's still like, but I can't give him up. He could be better. It's like, okay, well, now you're getting into a relationship with someone that you t- know and you have told us you know yeah. is going to lie to you about everything. So then next time he lies to you, I mean, how much of that responsibility – I mean, that's obviously still on him. But how much do we feel bad for you because the person that you know lies is lying to you? Right. Well, that brings me to another question that's somewhat relevant. So I don't know if this – if by me asking you, your answer is kind of the same. But, you know, at one point, uh, Renee says that, you know – Angela isn't a bully because Michael knew what he was getting into, so he's accepting it. So therefore, it is not bullying. Well, that that, to me that that doesn't that doesn't hold water. Do I feel bad for Michael for being bullied, knowing that he keeps getting together with somebody that treats him like Mm -hmm. shit? That's an open question. Is she treating him like shit? Yes. Yeah. Like that doesn't mean you're not a bully. It just the same way it's him. It doesn't make it. He's not a liar because she knows he lies. Right, right. And when she lies to him, that makes him not a liar. And it's like, no, No. that's not how that works. Like it's still an inappropriate action, right? And we only really have one person that was like, okay, whatever. He's an asshole, but so are you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and And I just, it just, I don't know. I just wonder what's going on with Angela. I feel like when the cameras are off mm-hmm. and you know depending on what how she wants things to go because we move from a stage and we move from a stage to that after party man she she really charmed everybody oh yeah yeah definitely like she had everybody in her pocket yeah yeah which is interesting that she went from one extreme based on the first part to the second you know where she's like fingers in people's face like all up in yara's business like you gotta respect me comes out like you know just guns a blazing you know and she's had experience with some of these uh people before from previous um hea seasons so i know like uh ed he wants nothing to do with her you know i thought it was really interesting that kim and uzman like you know angela is like the uh, villain number two right after uh, Michael was Usman, right? So and then yes. just by default, it was Kim. And it's like Kim and Usman had her back, you know, and it's just so interesting how things can change just because they think that Michael is mistreating her now. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't go back. The thing is, is Michael mistreating her now doesn't change the fact that she's been pretty abusive to him for years right and i agree with that and that's why it's like eh, you know every time they kind of do what we refer to as the angela rehabilitation tour it's like right yeah right there are points where it's like she's not a completely terrible person there are things that she does in her life that really show that she cares about the people you know around her but you know that doesn't make up for the fact that a lot of other times she's very verbally and physically abusive to her partner. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, and and we'll get to it later, but I found it interesting. I, I found there they had a very interesting way of really trying to re- rehabilitate Angela at the very end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
uh, it comes up later. But it's like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't, and maybe I, it, the other thing that I think we'd miss out is that uh, the other cast members of this show do not watch anywhere near as much of this show <laughs> as we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right? And so they don't, I don't think they really have the same kind of context that we do around a lot of the stuff. I just, they're, they're on the show and they're on social media and they kind of bug the people, but I don't think they have, they don't watch it like, like we do. Yeah. Or many of the fans, right? Right. All right. So let's go on to um, the, another couple they talked about a lot. It was, pretty, it was pretty much three, but we'll end with the other one. So we'll start with Libby and Andre. So we start Libby and Andre. We kind of get their oh, – I think it's going to be their whole spiel. So we talk about their quick, the quickly abandoned storyline of Libby's music career. So she pretends not to know the title of Baby Shark, which I didn't believe. She's like, you know, the one that goes shark, dude, dude. Like everyone knows it's Baby Shark. You know it's Baby Shark. Admit it. Um, and then ends up getting cajoled into singing Mary Had a Little Lamb from her Zoom screen. So it sounds good and everybody applauded her. So then we want to move on to juicier topics and they bring Becky and Charlie onto the stage. Charlie says that this is the last time he was in the same room as Andre was at therapy. And also, I don't care about Andre at all, except that they're hypocrites for drinking. <laughs> and calling me an alcoholic because they also drink. That means I can't be an alcoholic. So they show us some clips uh, of a season to set the stage, basically a recap of everything that happened between them. So Louis feels like no one has given Andre a fair shake since he got to America. And this is all on stage. But Becky is just like, nobody listens to me. Everything's bull- – you just call everything bullshit. And I mean he does kind of call everything <laughs> bullshit. So Andre doesn't think that <laughs> that he should listen to this bullshit that this bum alcoholic has to say. So – Anyway, they argue about – then they start getting to argument about who drinks more and when do they drink and how much do they drink and who's an alcoholic and who isn't an alcoholic and who's allowed to say they're an alcoholic and all that kind of stuff. So Andre claims it, it – but it does kind of, kind of come out that how much Pamela seemed to want to get Charlie into rehab, which seems a little more alcoholic even just you get in fights when you're drunk. So at some point in there, Andre claims that Libby doesn't care about Charlie at all, which Libby corrects and says, that's not true. He's my brother and I still care about him. So Charlie says this is all just like, you know, beef from when he – at the wedding when he got just made one mistake. And that doesn't make me an alcoholic. And of course, Ed has to get out of his lane and say that Andre is an idiot who every, every time I've seen you drunk, you've been in a fight and, you, and, and shut up. Like so Andre doesn't take Ed seriously and neither does Libby. So they don't really pay much attention to him. So they ask Libby uh, who says – you know, if the family could ever, you know, make up hit the family and, and Andre said, and she goes, you know, weirder things have happened, like Andre making up with my dad, but she doesn't see a way right now that they are going to reconcile. So Jovi pipes up and says, you know, kind of the same thing he said to him in the bar. Like if until Andre actually tries to change his attitude and actually makes an attempt to make things better, nothing's going to make anything better. Nothing's going to get better. So Andre says, I don't need to change. He just needs to be civil. You know, which means see them every five years for Christmas. So Charlie just says, well, you see, everybody's sick of you, bro. And that's when Andre makes fun of Charlie for saying bro all the time. He's like, is there something stuck in your mouth? Oh, my gosh. Like, bro, 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 bro. Oh, God. So anyway, Sean then ups the tension by bringing up the, you know, idea that's been floating around that one of the family may have snitched to immigration about eh, something about Andre. And then we get more recap of, you know, Becky's joke and all that kind of stuff about, oh, I hope he does get go back. So they ask about the joke and he says it's pretty fucked up. But Charlie says, well, you act like an asshole all the time. You can't be surprised when somebody wants to get you sent back. So then Andre and it seems like a lot of people on the stage take this as an indication that 
Charlie wanted to get him sent back oh, and made a call to immigration, which he denies. So Becky just says she doubts anybody from the family would call um, – would have called because – and this was the funny – I thought pretty funny because their family doesn't do petty shit like that. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah. Sean says – Really wants to serve a shit. And she asks, which family member do you think most likely called immigration? And he says, Charlie, since he just insinuated on stage that he did. So Andre says he doesn't know for sure even whether somebody or not is called. And then they bring out um, her lawyer, Emil, via, via Zoom. So Sean asks why she thinks Andre had to go through – has to go through with this interview. And it's the same thing she told him. Either something new came up from their past that they didn't know about or somebody called in an accusation which kind of freaks Bilal out for like it being that easy. He was like, somebody just can pick up the phone and call. So Emil says that the immigration is more likely to come to a halt if it's a, um, if it's a credible source, like a family member. But, you know, any, literally anything in his past could be a red flag, which Becky just kind of takes to mean, well, that's it. We didn't call. It must have been something else. Maybe that time you overstayed a visa, which is news to everybody. So, she tells us that he came to America years before he met Libby and stayed a few days so long, too long. So they ask about it. They ask him about it, and he says it was in 2008 or so, and it was one of those J1 temporary work visas that, that I don't know. I feel like everybody out here in Ocean City and the in the beach towns, like <laughs> they're all Russian people who work like for three months and then go back to Russia. That's the visa they have. Yeah. Um. So this was, and they start. But then he said, then he they start to ask him whether he stayed too long. His lawyer pipes up and be like, uh, that don't. Answer any questions. <laughs> no, no, don't say anything. Um, so then Sean wonders why, kind of wonders out loud why Yara's green card was approved so easily and Andre is having problems. And yeah, the lawyer says Charlie might be right. It might be because so many people are antagonistic against against Andre. So Sean asks everybody in the group if they think there's a mole in Libby's family. And it was Kim, Jenny, and Liz that all say yes. While Yara and Jovi are like, yeah, maybe. So a few people chime in with their two cents, including Angela, who defends Charlie, of course, saying that she doesn't think even he would – she doesn't think he, even he would stoop that low. So Mill pipes in to remind everyone on stage and at home that it is a felony to make a false, accusa- false ac- accusation to government um, and you know they kind of leave it there as everybody makes uncomfortable faces. Libby thinks the family might have uh, a glimmer of hope uh, that if – Andre gets deported, she would stay and that way they could get her back and Andre would be gone. But Becky says that she knows that Libby would leave with him if he had to go. So they give Libby the last word but she doesn't really have anything to say except that she has more peace and less anxiety now that she's distanced herself from her family. But that to Charlie, it's like, well, that's Andre's problem. He's trying to divide you from us. So after they dismiss everyone from the studio for day one of filming, Andre catches Becky backstage saying that they should communicate more and that they had a productive discussion and she was glad they could have a civil discussion on stage. I don't know if that was on the cutting room floor or if what we saw is <laughs> yeah. what he thought was civil. It definitely <laughs> seemed to fast forward where I'm like, oh, yeah. they seem to be OK now. Right. So the conversation even ends with a hug. So then they go – then they kind of give us a little behind the scenes because they're like, all right, Andre, go downstairs to get randomly paired up with somebody. We have your pair. Yep. <laughs> and that's when he gets in the car with Angela. But, you know – the only thing that's related to them, they talked mostly about her, but she was like, hey, let's get all charlie up. And he's like, what? She was like, drunk. We're going to get drunk like Charlie gets drunk. Let's go. <laughs> and 
And that's that's where we leave. All right. So at this point, we kind of heard a lot about that. What, who do you think it was, if anybody, that made a false accusation against um, immigration? I don't know if there was anyone. I know that the lawyer is kind of insistent that, you know, there is. But, I mean, uh, the trolls. I mean, can we just blame yeah. everything on I the mean, trolls? That- that that's the thing that I was surprised never came up. Right. Nobody was like, "We're on a nationally televised TV right. TV show, and people can make anonymous accusations." Do we not think it was an internet troll? Right. Like seriously, how has that not even been mentioned as a possibility? Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like, uh, yeah, they've had their lives on display for how many years now, and it's people just do messed up, trolly things like that sometimes, and I, mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, I don't understand why they never address that. There's some pretty rabid, I don't even know if you want to call them fans, but followers of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy to me that it didn't come up. But I really, I did get the impression that when the lawyer was like, it is a felony to make a false report. Like yeah. she was really talking to the TV audience <laughs> more than anybody on stage. <laughs> Well, that's good for them, I guess. Like, yeah, because I do think people need to be aware that that's a thing, too. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, other than that, I mean, was this any – was there anything that really came out of it that wasn't more just rehashing of the things we already knew? No, and that's kind of why it's like we don't really want to see this couple again, you know, right. or – because it's like family drama. Well, this is like kind of the same as day one, right? And it's like – yeah, family Chantel, they got their whole spinoff. And I don't know. I feel like they're really gunning for it as well. But I feel like little bits and pieces were kind of dropped uh, on us. Like, uh, for example, Charlie not having a car. And not to say that this is like a, uh, you know, breaking news. Like this was the most interesting thing. But it's not the not having a car part, but it's like, a, oh, well, that, you know, Begs a lot of other questions like, yes, does Jar- like, Charlie have a job right now? What is he doing mm-hmm. for money? Uh, is his OnlyFans working? You know, like things like that where it's just like, well. And like, why don't you have him? Char- I mean, it seemed like Andre had dropped that Charlie didn't have a car as you're poor. Like, right. which is, you know, Andre's go to, why well, should I listen to you? You're poor. Exactly. Like, and so that's why it's like, well, that begs the question. <laughs> Could it be that Charlie has a bunch of DUIs and he had his license that's, taken away? That, so that way, yeah. you know, it's like, well, why would you have a car if you can't drive for the next five years? Like, exactly. Because that, that was like my that. thing. My yeah, my suspicion wasn't that he was he didn't have a car because he was too poor to afford one. But he but it was like, yeah, why would I have a car if I don't have a driver's license? Right. A- so like things like that, where it's just like, OK, that was an interesting piece of information. Let's elaborate on that. But it's like, no, moving on. Let's talk nope. about Libby. Uh, why don't you sing for us? Libby, because I thought that was really cringy. Not her singing. Her singing was fine. Um, oh, the singing was but fine. cringy yeah. how like she even on the show at the whatever episode, the very beginning where they were trying to introduce her singing career, she doesn't like to be put on the spot. And she, you know, and you get Andre like yeah, cheering for her. That's and right. It's just like this woman clearly feels uncomfortable and you're making her sing. Yeah, we had that random aunt or whatever that came in and was like yeah. saying, and she was like, and she's like, well, if you're not going to sing on demand, you're never going to make it as a career. Right. Like, oh yeah. So. But she tried to like, yeah. And then we, we see that a lot. We see the people that are mostly offended. Angela is a big, um, mm-hmm. but the worst, let's put it that way, the worst people we see tend to get really angry. It's like, well, you didn't defend me. Like, I'm just so mad because you didn't defend me. 
as we also see later. Yeah. But, um, but this is a case where I feel like she did. Re- he really should have defended her because she was like, I don't like getting put in the spot. And instead of him right. being like, he was like, oh, come on, guys. No, she's not warmed up. Like, let her go. Yeah. He was like, they asked you to do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He's oh like, babe, God. do it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. God, this poor woman. Just do it. Just do it now. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I also, like uh, we had mentioned when you were doing your summary, is like, um, I did feel like we missed something. You know, yeah. how did you go from, you know, where you guys were to you hugging Becky at the end? Yes. I mean, I definitely think it definitely seemed like there's a lot on the cutting room floor that was kind of boring. Right. Right. Like, uh, boring. Like, but that people, as generally people getting along mm. or coming to an understanding <laughs> generally is, right? Yeah. But it did give me boring. hope for them because it was like, well, okay, it looks like it, Andre, okay, to me, I think the biggest part, the biggest takeaway from, you know, them kind of having that hug it out moment was Andre saying, yes, let's work on this, which is the most we've seen of him, like, wanting right. to make anything different or wanting to change his behavior in any way. Because he seems to be yeah. fine with everyone being estranged, but him saying like, yes, let's work on this. Like, uh, you know, I, I'll try or, you know, making some kind of like gesture like he's going to try. I was like, whoa, yeah. that's like a big step for Andre. And we missed what <laughs> kind of preceded that. Right. Just so we could see more of Charlie being like, I'm not alcoholic because you drink. Yeah. It's like that doesn't know, mean you're right? not an alcoholic, Charlie. Like I don't know. <laughs> Everybody technically could be an alcoholic here, you know? It's not like who's the most alcoholic of us all. It's also true. It's like, well, every time we get together, we drink. And it's like, well, yeah, Charlie, I have three beers and you have three bottles of Jack Daniels. We're not the same. Like, that's not just because we're drunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, so much. His logic just doesn't – never holds up. Yeah. And I I really do think he has uh, problems. Right. Okay, let's move on to our last couple that we really saw on this part, uh, and that's Ed and Liz. So if you recall from the last episode, uh, Rose, Ed's ex, is uh, video chatting with us. So Rose is telling us that Ed keeps trying to FaceTime with her, and Ed just kind of nods his head and looks like he's going to cry. Liz says that Ed denied it and tried to say that he forgot if he messaged her or not. And Rose says that she has receipts. So Liz reads out loud the screenshot of their messages where Ed tells Rose she looks amazing and asks if he can visit her in the Philippines. Rose Mm -hmm. tells him that he's welcome to visit. Ed tells Liz to sit down and says uh, he doesn't speak English when Liz asks him about the message, which was super bizarre. Everyone is appalled at that reaction. And Ed says that's who Liz is, which didn't make any sense. And Liz points out that Ed was the one who lied to everyone on stage. Ed is avoiding contact with everyone and staring at the ceiling. Rose asks Ed why he's lying to Liz if he truly loves her. Ed says that he never denied being on a dating site and he just couldn't remember if he messaged Rose. So he wasn't actually lying and he claims that they were broken up anyway. Sean then jumps in and points out that Ed is so quick to detail everything that Liz has done. But when Sean asked him point blank, if he reached out to Rose, that he said no three times before he said he didn't know. Liz Mm -hmm. says that Ed is clearly upset because it's coming out about all his lies. Rose thinks that Ed wants to be with her, but he's still in a relationship. 
Liz breaks out crying and says that she has no respect, and Ed interrupts her to ask for his ring back. Kim calls him out and says that he's a dick and tries to refrain from <laughs> saying more as Liz walks off stage. Of course, Bilal tries to check in with Ed to make sure that he's okay. Kim and Liz debrief, and Liz was especially upset about Ed asking for the ring back. Ed then is talking to Jenny and tells Jenny that maybe he asked for it back out of anger, and it probably wasn't appropriate. And Jenny also says, no, it wasn't appropriate. Ed thinks <laughs> that Liz doesn't have his back, and maybe... He owes an apology for just the ring situation, but that's it. In the green room, Andre tells Liz that Ed's a dirtbag, so what is her intention? To leave him forever? And Liz says she just doesn't know. Liz says that they have, a, they have great moments and Ed is good to her daughter. Everyone agrees that Liz could do better. Bilal thinks that they just both need to communicate better. Ed is outside saying he's mad that Liz was playing the victim. He comes back to a tense green room and sits while no one says anything. Ed confirms when he's leaving that he's leaving single. He feels like everyone attacked him and took Liz's side, and she also joined in. The emotions are just starting to hit Liz, and she tells us that they have just looked at wedding venues and they had set a date. And uh, she also says that the timestamp of his conversation with Rose was the day before Ed proposed to her. Bilal and Ed are in the car later, and Bilal relates to everyone joining in and attacking him because at the last tell-all, that's what everybody did to him. After Bilal telling him that it's clear that he wants to be with her, Ed says that he's going to apologize. The women all tell Liz that she can do better. At the after party, Ed tells Liz that he's sorry, and Liz tells him that they should go talk somewhere quiet. Ed cries, saying that he wanted her to stand by him even if he was wrong, and she says, how can she do that? She can't if he's lying. Ed says that she needs to be accountable. He says that he doesn't lie, but he will defend himself. He says that he doesn't remember a lot of things, but that doesn't mean he's lying. Ed points to Liz's performance with the other cast members, which makes her mad and she walks off because his apology really took a turn. Liz gets back to the women and tells them that she's not dealing with this anymore, but she really loves him. Andre and Jovi both talk to each other and say that they at least agree on one thing <laughs> after their argument from last week, and that's that they don't like Ed. Liz walks <laughs> by and they both tell her that a partner should never talk to her that way. Ed overhears the conversation and says that she should just give up on them and walk away. Jovi tells Ed he should never talk to a woman that way. Ed calls out Liz for performing again, and Liz walks off and he accuses her, uh, you know, of um, being a prima donna and asks her why she keeps coming back. Liz tells him that she had to take his luggage because he's weak. So she tries to mic drop as she leaves. And Jovi tries to talk to Ed, but Ed is not having it. Just hurling insults everywhere. All mm -hmm. right. So I don't know. What are your thoughts of Ed after this? Has your opinion of him stayed the same? Gone down? Improved? I didn't think it could go down, <laughs> I but think I think so it either. went down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it was just awful. Like what – he's just – he's in an entire alternate reality that nobody else lives in. Yeah. Like in this thing and it's like 
me no speak English. It's like, re- what the fuck? You're going to be like, let's make a weird, I mean, to get out of you clearly getting caught in a lie. Right. Right. And and clearly being a dirtbag around your wife, you're going to be like, let me say something somewhat racist oh and pretend gosh. I don't speak English. <laughs> like, I don't understand what, what are you thinking. Yeah. And like. The fact that he just keeps going, Liz was performing. And it's like, you are telling on yourself, man. I know. Like, who she is performing? Is perform- I mean, he's performing. Absolutely. I mean, it's very interesting because, I mean, I think at one point he even said something like, if I were to read all the things that were said about me on social media, I would never get out of bed. And it's right. like, I, I do think it's because the public image is so so important to him i mean there's certainly cast members where it's like uh, less so than others but ed it's like public perception has always been the biggest thing in fact i i don't remember if we told this story before but before his season originally aired, he had reached out to us and we believe mm-hmm. that he reached out to almost everyone who podcasts on uh, this show because he was trying to gain favor and try to like start off with a, uh, you know, positive image or positive experience. So that way we wouldn't talk poorly on him. And like we didn't really I think when we first met Ed, I don't know if I really had any kind of opinion other than I thought it was a little gross that, you know, he was just like trying to date this very, very young person. And it's like, what is his motivation? But I mean, other than that, I don't know if I really had much of an opinion. And I did feel somewhat sympathetic to the fact that, you know, he seemed to be insecure about his looks and things like that. But other than that, sure. I don't know if I had a real strong opinion about him, but it's pretty much come out that, you know, this is not a decent person. No one that I would ever consider being in a relationship with and it has nothing to do with his physical appearance you know he's oh, just yeah. terrible no, we really did see that in the first season mm-hmm. come out we saw not at the beginning but as the relationship went oh, on sure. and kind of the things he did uh, to kind of like undermine and he's just a textbook manipulator yeah. with everything right mm-hmm. and he's got that you know the the darvo you know deny reverse victim and offender, right? All that stuff. Like deny attack. Uh, that's him. Like he does that every time. Like yeah. that's how he dealt with this. And like the fact that it was, I mean, what he was asking of Liz afterwards was insane. Yeah, it was. Right? You have to defend me even when I'm wrong. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you have to defend me even when I wronged you right. because everybody else was taking your, my, your side. You should have stopped. Like, she was like, I just read text messages you sent to another woman trying to hook up with her. Yeah. And you wanted me to defend you? Right. Like, I, I was wrong for not taking your side? Yeah. Like, what do you – are you – that's insane. Yeah, and let's also remind ourselves that they're still broken up at this point when he's saying that she should have. Yes. Right, right. And, and like, poor Liz because Liz – I mean, maybe not poor Liz because she – okay. Liz always wears very short skirts uh-huh. when she comes to these things. And then they put the text messages on a screen that was like on the ground. <laughs> yeah. She had to like squat down. We don't need to use the screen for a second. Put it over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, why are you making her bend over to look at this screen that has text messages on it? Um, yeah, but like it just everything and just it just no matter what he does, like he could he could strangle a puppy live on stage right. and then be mad that everybody attacked him. Yeah. And it's like, you know why everybody attacked you, Ed? It's because you're wrong. 
Like that's why it's not. That's not because everybody, everyone is equally wrong, but they just had a vendetta against you specifically mm-hmm. that they came out. It's just it. But then he just he he gets to things and just makes people mad on purpose. Yeah, and then wants to do it. And that, to me, that was the thing is you you mentioned that he called Jovi names. I'll say what name he called him. He called him a pussy a bunch of oh, times. Oh sure, yeah, right. And would he call anybody else that word? No, because he thought that Jovi is a bro mm-hmm. and that's the word that's going to make him the most mad, mm-hmm. right? Because it didn't even make fit in context, like, right? Usually you you use that word when someone's a coward, when someone's afraid of something. Right. And he was just like, dude, Ed, you did you did your wife wrong. And he's like, well, you're a pussy. And it's like, Yeah, what? that wasn't like, even a legit <laughs> that's, argument. That's, All right, <laughs> That's not even – you're a coward. We're like, okay. <laughs> like that doesn't make any – that didn't fit this situation at all. Um, and that's pretty much um, Jovi's reaction is, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I can't understand why she keeps coming back. Even after all of this stuff, it's like she can't even commit to, yes, this is over. And that's just so, that's the part that's really sad to me. Yes. And that, that that's the part where it's like, that's where we have that philosophical debate. Like how much does it have to be like, Sorry, Liz, this is your fault now. You knew exactly what you were getting into. Well, I think it was her fault after breakup number two. <laughs> yeah. And then we keep doing that and we keep doing this. It just it, – and I'm surprised that the other people are like, Liz, I don't know what to tell you. Like you can't see this dude and if you want to, that's fine but you can't get any sympathy from me anymore. Right. Like because you know exactly what you're getting into. I know. I just I, – honestly, someone – it's – the going the other route isn't working, right? Someone needs to tough love this woman and like shake yes. her and be like, you're the idiot. Yes. Yeah. Right, and it's not because of what Ed says. Ed says is everything right. bullshit. We agree We're with not that. Saying Ed everything is an he says idiot is bullshit. Either, but you're right, the and everything idiot. he says is wrong and abusive, and he's gaslighting you and and putting taking things out of weird context. Because Sean was right. Mm-hmm. Anytime if you want to say what are Liz's misdeeds, he'll pull them out of his back pocket and be like, oh, did you? Get in contact with your ex. Ah, oh, gee, I, I can't remember. Well, first of that. all, she was right. That's, he said no. Yeah. So for him to go back and be like, <laughs> "No, I said I, I didn't remember." It's like, uh, uh-uh. that was after you know she asked you four times because she was just right. like, "Are you sure you want to stick with that answer? Are you sure? Are you right. sure?" And then he's like, oh, I don't remember. And it, it's like, OK, that's obviously a lie, right? You don't remember. This isn't something that happened years ago. It happened, mm. what, a couple months ago? Yeah. If that. Yeah. Right. But you, but but then you go back to what you were saying. You're, you're right. Somebody has to just be like to Liz. not like Because they're all like, Liz, you're the greatest. Your feet are hot. You can do hot. so much better. It's like, yeah, yeah. She, all these things are true. And I'm not saying that they're not. But. That's clearly she needs not this here. And if you go back and if you get back together with him, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like and and you just need to kick not not just you just need to, but it's like you I don't know what to, to tell you if you keep if you keep putting the gun to your head. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That that's it's gonna go off. Like like and and right. But I mean we did you did leave out the last detail because we did leave the hang cliffhanger of, you know, Ed just calling Jovi a pussy over and over again. Yeah. Um and like as he's doing that, we just, Angela comes up behind him. Oh yeah, and it's like, excuse me, and they just like linger on his face, being like, uh, oh, <laughs> oh no, I've I've awoken the dragon. Right? Yeah, I just uh, 
I don't know what he could possibly do to make her leave for good. And that's what's so sad. It's like, does she know how much she's being abused in this relationship? Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 I, I don't, I feel like, I mean, it, I haven't been that close to very many abusive relationships, but usually the abuser at least tries to keep them around, yeah. right? Makes an attempt at being sorry. Yeah. Just, well, that's, that, that's also the thing too, is we're definitely seeing an edit and we're not being shown the things that the way he charms her because she says it all the time. Oh, sometimes he's just so great. And it's like, well, we haven't seen that. Yeah. I've seen no part where I was like, oh, that was actually really sweet of him or that was nice of him or I would enjoy being around him during this time. Right. It was. It's just all awful after awful after awful. Yeah. So I don't know where this is coming from besides he's good with my daughter, which we won't see because the daughter's not in the show, right. thank God. Yeah. But yeah. And so, yeah, the fact that she keeps going back is just like, well, I don't. I don't I don't I, I I don't know how we can solve this problem for you, Liz, because there's only one solution to it. Right. Yeah. I feel like Kim needs to be her breakup buddy, you know, and they should yeah. just hang <laughs> out and stay away from their exes. <laughs> for sure. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we didn't hear from the other couples yet, but we still have got two more episodes for this uh tell all. Right. So I'm sure we'll hear more about what's going on in their lives soon. So out of the group you saw this week, or I guess everyone, because everyone was kind of in it, uh, yeah. who would you say is your student of the week? I guess I'd say Libby, um, just because she seemed to – she did nip some things in the bud mm-hmm. that were going on there, right? When they were like – when he was like, well, obviously she doesn't care about her family. And she's like, dude, my husband, like Andre, no. I care about my family yeah. still. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that is true. She did stand up for him. Um, I went with Kim. Uh, because I know there was kind of this uh, tension between her and Angela before. And, you know, I just thought that she, you know, was supportive of Angela when she, she's not just going to side with someone just for the sake of siding with someone because there's like loyalty there. She's going to mm-hmm. she kind of said how things were. And I appreciate that she called out for being a dick. She did. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, good for you because someone needed to say that. So uh, I went with Kim this week. All right. Well, I'm glad I saved um, class dunce. I'm glad I saved Ed from last week and didn't say Ed last oh, week because I'm saying Ed this week because he's awful. Like he really was. And that was the thing was he wasn't even getting started when Kim said he's a dick. Oh, it was yeah. like, oh, that was just the beginning. You're it's just the beginning. Right. Like, And he's, he's just awful to everyone. Just the fact that he always chimes in on everybody else's yeah. situation. And then when anybody chimes in on his, like, listen, first of all, you don't know my situation. Yeah. And it's like, well, then hmm, maybe you shouldn't say anything to anybody else either. huh? Right. He is not self-aware whatsoever. No, I don't. I have zero problems with giving Ed Dunst two weeks in a <laughs> row. He deserves it. Uh, yeah. Just um, it, all of those things. The fact that he gets upset and that's his first thing. Give me back the ring. She was in the middle of talking. When he asked that, yeah. it was. He just, also told her to sit down. Like he's just. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to have the upper hand. And I honestly feel like he had a hard time maintaining his composure in this episode. And I think this is the realest we've seen him in a way yeah. that is just like, wow, you're really disgusting. 
Right, which is closest when we see him, the realist. It's the mm-hmm. closest we've seen to the like voicemails, right? That came right. out, like right? Like the real Ed, because honestly, it's like he he's very aware that he's on television. So a lot of what we see is this like uh, facade, or at least like mm-hmm. the, trying to be the best version of himself. And ste- it definitely, you know, you saw those cracks on this episode. So yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, what about your life lesson? All right. Life lesson is is that I directed at Angela, but it comes up a lot. Being wronged now doesn't retro, retroactively make you right for what you did yeah, in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes back to that two wrongs don't make a right, right? Yes. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It wasn't like, well, it, you know, because he he ended up he ended up cheating on me. So everything I did prior to the relationship, that's like at least cancels each other out, yeah. right? And it's like, no, no it does not. No. Like all right. Uh, my life lesson is towards Ed, you know, uh, especially towards the end when it started breaking down with his uh, argument with Jovi. So if your only contribution to an argument is yelling insults or calling names, there's a couple things here. You're either the person in the wrong or you need uh-huh. space from the situation so you can take time to think about how to actually effectively communicate your side of the argument. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's it it is interesting because Jovi wasn't even trying to say no. he was totally in the wrong. No, he wasn't. He was just gonna say, "Dude, you need to talk to her with a little more respect." Right. And he was just like, first of all, let me tell you, yeah. like, yeah, yeah." So, all right. Uh, well, we still have two more parts of this tell-all. Um, I'm actually yeah. kind of looking forward to it. I'll, I'll go. Uh, I mean, and I say hope that. we actually get more of the other people. Like in the in the two parts, we have four four couples that we really haven't talked about right. yet. Yeah, in depth. So I do hope we get like kind of a two and two and it's not just like – Oh, gosh. Ed uh, and Liz and Ed and Liz and Ed and Liz. Two more episodes of Ed and Liz. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. But uh, yeah, so far so good with this format. I was a little hesitant at first. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's been pretty good I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I agree that some of the like the after party stuff was (sighs) – at least different to watch yes. than just Sean asking questions and then saying, well, I guess we won't solve this today. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. we won't solve everything on these tells, <laughs> but I don't know. I think uh, kind of putting them on the uh, like a boilerplate kind of situation. I think that's mm-hmm. what their goal is, is to try uh, progress whatever conflict there is. Sure. Yeah. 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 So. We're trying to get some trying to force people into in dealing with the other people's situations yeah, for sure yeah definitely all right so uh we will be back to cover part three next week so until then all right see everybody then okay bye okay bye